So what do you think about artificial intelligence? Do you have a strong opinion? Mark Cuban says, we will see more technological advances over the next 10 years than we have over the last 30. It's just going to blow everything away. But Tesla CEO Elon Musk takes a dimmer view, calling it a fundamental risk to the existence of human civilization. So who's right, who's wrong, and what are the practical applications of artificial intelligence? You're listening to Jones Day Talks Technology. Today's focus, artificial intelligence. Thanks for listening to Jones Day Talks. I'm Dave Dalton. With us today, we have IBM's Romelia Flores. She's an IBM Distinguished Engineer and Master Inventor at the IBM Global Solutions Center in Dallas. Also here is David Copps. He's CEO of the Brainspace Division of Sixterra. Finally, there's Jones Day partner Bob Kantner. He's an experienced trial lawyer who handles intellectual property cases. Bob also organized a working group at Jones Day focused on artificial intelligence and robotics, and he serves on another working group focused on autonomous vehicles. Welcome, everyone. Let's go to Romelia first. Romelia, for the listener who's heard a little bit about artificial intelligence but may not feel completely comfortable with his or her understanding, what exactly is it? Thank you, David. In terms of artificial intelligence or AI, we use a couple of different terms. Certainly, there's artificial intelligence and then there's augmented intelligence. Can you explain the distinction? Artificial intelligence is the ability to have a computer thinking like a human being and behaving like a human being and making independent decisions on its own. Augmented intelligence is also having a computer thinking like a human being, but really supporting other humans, whether they be doctors, lawyers, or other traits in the business, to be able to make intelligent decisions based on all of the data that's being utilized. So what has IBM's focus been in the artificial intelligence space? Our major artificial intelligence or augmented intelligence capability is known as IBM Watson. And part of what that particular computer does is it provides you not only results and information, giving you insights into how accurate it believes a response to a question may be. It also tells you the data sources that it found its information in, how accurate those data sources were, and what it found within those data sources to be able to pinpoint and give you a view of data and information. Any other industries or sectors that are embracing augmented intelligence? I would say, you know, certainly finance industry is big. We're doing a lot of risk compliance in the area of finance and insurance, banking, being able to augment that, as well as other areas that we're kind of delving in, in terms of industrial, a lot of robotics and being able to tell how do we create new supply chains and train robots to Mm. help us create new cars, new vehicles, things of that nature. We're using it in all kinds of industries. Let's go over to Dave Copps. Anything you'd like to add to Amelia's description or where the industry right now is in terms of AI? Yeah, I think AI is really an apex technology. It's uh, something that we're going to see at the core of all these overlapping revolutions that are happening right now with nanotechnology and biotechnology and information processing. And it's going to really transform industries like healthcare and tech and finance. And, you know, everybody will be affected by AI. So consumers and businesses alike, I think uh, as consumers, we interact with AI every day already in our buying and our navigation and our cars. Conversational AI technologies like Siri and Cortana and Alexa have us interacting with AI in the cloud. And businesses, we're beginning to use AI to understand our customers better, to learn from the data that we're producing and curating every day, and and also to protect our organizations, both from external and internal threats, is an area that I'm very interested in right now as well with our new company, Sixterra. We'll get back to that in a second. Let's talk about the remarks made by Mr. Cuban and Musk. Cuban sees tremendous potential in AI, but with some caution. 
whereas Musk thinks this could literally be the end of the world as we know it. Let's go to Bob Kantner. Bob, these are two very successful people. They've been known to be right more than they're wrong, but they can't possibly both be right on this subject matter. Where do you weigh in on this? I am more in the Mark Cuban camp than I am the Elon Musk camp, with one possible exception. I do agree with the comments of Romilia and Dave about the improvements in a large number of industries, if not virtually every industry that artificial intelligence offers. For example, the augmented intelligence that AI can provide to healthcare professionals in providing healthcare that Romilia pointed out, I think, is a very definite benefit. Romilia is right. It's hard to predict with certainty exactly where we will be in 10 years, and it's hard then to compare the progress over the next 10 years with what we've seen over the last 30. But I think Mark Cuban and Romilia and Dave have it right that the enhancement of computing that artificial intelligence offers is a big benefit and game changer. The one respect in which I have some concerns, I don't think this is what Elon Musk is referring to specifically, but the one I have some concerns about is the potential use of AI for military reasons and whether or not we would be able to control uh, weapon systems to which AI is introduced at some point. So I have a little concern there down the road, but apart from that, I think it's very definitely a very big plus. Hadn't thought about the military or defense aspects of this, but that's a great point to bring up. Dave Capps, what do you think of Mr. Cuban's point of view? I kind of sit in both, really. You know, I think this is one of those situations where neither side is completely right, neither side is completely wrong. I mean, the possibilities that are going to be there now with AI are almost unfathomable for us. We're going to see a world where we could truly eradicate disease and, you know, things like that in healthcare, you know, we'll be able to do things that we previously just never thought were possible. And the other side of the equation is there is a dark side. Bob mentioned autonomous weapons. I mean, if you want to scare yourself sometime, go Google autonomous weapons and read some of the articles that are happening. You're asking the question, can technology make kill decisions? You know, that's, that's a scary thought. And I think um, we're also treading new ground with um, technologies like CRISPR, where we have uh, now gene editing technologies. You combine that with AI, and we have the ability to literally transform humanity. I think there are some things that we have to be cognizant of and, and plan ahead on. So I, think, I think there's credence to both sides. Fair enough. Let's talk about opportunities and possible applications now that we have sort of the big picture and some context. Let's go back to Amelia Flores. You mentioned IBM's Watson earlier. Tell our listeners a little bit about what it does and how it utilizes AI. Our IBM Watson computer has been kind of in existence for quite a while, even prior to February 14, 2011, when it debuted on television. Prior to that, our research teams had really been looking at how do we use deep learning, natural language, and be able to create a system that can intelligently play the game of Jeopardy. When you think about Jeopardy, you know it's a question-answering system and a game where you play the game, there are categories in the game, and then you're given a typical response and you have to guess what the question is. So you have to be able to interpret all of the language on the game board and be able to mine through information and data that you have access to. So the training of the computer that went into playing the game of Jeopardy was an amazing feat in and of itself. We weren't just playing the game of Jeopardy to have fun as an IBM company. We were really into it for advancing technology. So what kind of progress has IBM made in artificial intelligence since 2011? We've come a long way since 2011. We realized in order for this kind of technology to really proliferate, we're going to have to break it down, make it available in products that we deliver to clients, and be able to make some of these products available in the cloud. 
So today you would find a lot of the Watson capabilities in application programming interface or API format available out in the cloud. Great progress there. And spoiler alert, Watson won, correct? That's correct. <laughs> Let's go to Dave Copps. Dave, tell us about some of the other practical applications you're seeing of AI in the marketplace right now. And how is BrainSpace applying AI currently? Well, I think my attention most recently has been on with AI and machine learning has been focused on how it's being used in investigations and cybersecurity. So cybersecurity as it relates to both large corporations and even defense intelligence. In both those areas, organizations are saddled with the challenge of not only aggregating data, but securely storing it and then using AI to dynamically learn from the data and use that learning to surface threats and bad actors who are working every day to harm us. So what we're doing is this ability to dynamically learn from human language. So we built technology that has the ability to literally ingest hundreds of millions of documents and start to connect the concepts and thoughts and ideas in those documents into a unified intelligence we just colloquially refer to as a brain. Then organizations can use that brain to help surface um, insights and answers and threats. That's really where my attention is right now. What would a, an application be in terms of cybersecurity? The kinds of things you're looking for, what you're helping a client do? So we're working with international intelligence agencies, so um, ones I can't mention, of course, but sure. um, their challenge is absolutely amazing, whether it's intercepted communications, but they're, they're aggregating data in volumes that I think most of us would find uh, unbelievable. And then for years, it's been, how do you aggregate and store that data? But now it's about, how do you learn from it? How can you actually start to connect all the concepts, thoughts, and ideas in a way, a meaningful way that allows us to then understand people and actions and events better than we ever have before? Absolutely, and, and well stated. Let's go around to our panel with one more question. What's coming in 2018 for AI in general and for your company? Now let's start with Dave Copps. Dave, what do you see coming around the corner? Well, overall, I think what's next is you'll see we'll be producing more data than ever before with sensors, the sensor networks that are emerging. Um, we'll be learning more from that data than we ever have before. And we'll use that learning to produce more automation faster than ever before. I think that's a general statement about what you'll see coming What's coming next for us in cybersecurity with Sixterra is the transformation from transactional analysis or, or analyzing data in batches and understanding who said what when in the past to building a platform that's focused on being more predictive and preventative. So we move from finding hot documents to surfacing critical trends and patterns inside of data. So identifying meaningful patterns that are surfacing in data as they happen. So you can identify fraud as it occurs or surfacing sexual harassment as it's occurring. In the defense community, in defense intelligence, it's the same transformation, but I, I think it's happening with even more velocity. Can we identify hackers and bad actors or preventable events before they occur? You know, in the intelligence community, the IC, we're helping them understand how they can use data to predict and prevent tragedies from happening. Interesting. Thanks so much, David. Romelia, what do you see coming for AI? So I see we're at our infancy in AI. So in 2018, I see, you know, delving deeper into deep learning, machine learning, evidence-based production of information. You know, as Mob mentioned earlier, that's really critical and important. Probably more importantly, I see the application of augmented intelligence across all the industries that are out there and incorporation of a blend of technologies that could be and include augmented intelligence with things like blockchain for supply chain management, oh, sure. the Internet of Things for devices that are out there. Certainly, Dave mentioned quantum computing with cybersecurity, increases in advancements in augmented reality uh, type of environments for major gaming. 
Certainly drones and robots will continue to evolve. So what I see and predict in 2018 is a lot of cloud-based digital entrepreneurs that are taking advantage of these leading-edge technologies and figuring out new creative ways to drive new business transformation. Wider and wider adoption, it sounds like. Back to Bob Kantner. Bob, from a legal perspective, what do you see coming for artificial intelligence in 2018? I'll give you one domestic and one international. Just a few weeks ago, the U.S. House of Representatives passed unanimously, and how often does that happen, a statute that I think is very pro-development of autonomous vehicles. It is anticipated that the Senate will pass a similar bill and that the reconciliation of those two bills in conference will not be a big issue. And I think the administration approves of these developments, and therefore the President Trump will sign it. Those cars, of course, will employ artificial intelligence. And so I think from the standpoint of robotics and the use of AI with regard to large mechanical devices, that'll be a huge plus. Internationally, I would cite once more the General Data Protection Regulation in Europe. It goes into effect on May 25 of next year. It imposes a number of requirements. An open question is whether it imposes a right of explanation, which poses a real challenge to the developers of IP for uh, programs that will make evaluations of whether an individual gets a certain treatment in the office or for a loan application or other things that he or she is applying for approval of. So I think that if there's a right of explanation in the, the GDPR, that will be a big issue for the developers of AI. Thanks, Bob. Bob, where can listeners go to learn more about what Jones Day is doing with artificial intelligence? You can go to our website. We have a number of publications and we have some more coming that can be viewed on the website. And certainly they can contact me and I'll be happy to put them in touch with the individual who's best positioned to answer any particular question they may have. Jones Day partner Bob Katner, thanks very much. Romelia Flores, distinguished inventor from IBM. Also David Copps, CEO of Brainspace. Panel was great. Thanks so much for your time. I'm Dave Dalton. You've been listening to Jones Day Talks Technology and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Jones Day Talks. Comments heard on Jones Day Talks should not be construed as legal advice regarding any specific facts or circumstances. The opinions expressed on Jones Day Talks are those of the attorneys appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect those of the firm. For more information, please visit www.jonesday.com.